my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. hoping to talk with you, to personally thank you for your kindness. I am glad that we have this time together. My allies and I are grateful to you for allowing us to rest outside your home. Not every human is so welcoming to life forms from a distant world. We feel fortunate to meet you. You are a generous person and a good friend. I just realized that I have not yet properly introduced myself. My name is Optimus Prime. So that's the new Calm app where you can get like bedtime stories basically. I mean, couldn't wouldn't that put you to sleep? I'm surprised Sandwich isn't asleep right now. So 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 the thing is it both it both is like it's kind of scary because it's so deep. Like it kind of sounds like like a gentle, nice monster, but it still sounds like a fucking monster to me. And I'm also just waiting for him to say roll out. So I feel like that's that's gonna keep me up as when does he say roll out? So I know that I could start them so I could I could like move on with my life until he says roll out. Maybe roll. I'll just ask him to read a story that says roll out and at some point. Roll out and go to sleep. Autobots. Yeah. Maybe you can get, isn't that Frank Welker? Maybe you can get one of those things where the celebrity will do like a message for you. <laughs> a cameo. We'll get a cameo. cameo. Yeah, you can get a Frank Welker cameo. That'd be awesome. I, I wonder if we could do, if we could get cameos like to do drops for the show. Could that be the cameo? I mean, I mean I'm pay for them to say things. Yeah. Hey, but this is Optimus Prime and you're listening to Geek Stuff TNG. I mean, I'm sure you could. It's, I mean, that's the 
the cameo, they'll pretty much say whatever. But I mean, some of them are suddenly quite Beast expensive. Of TNG had like forty new spots. They're way <laughs> too expensive, though. Those little ba- those things. It's like, like hundred dollars, like one hundred fifty dollars, oh, like five bucks a pop. For some it, it it depends on who it is, right? I mean, you know, the quality of if the it's celebrity. Five bucks a pop. You're exactly correct, uh, sandwich. We will have like thirty five new IDs, like really quickly. <laughs> So I always like when a radio station that's been around for a long time, and so then they play like a whole bunch of drops in a row, and then the only only the very last drop is the one that says, and you're listening to Geek Stuff TNG. So we could just go get any random celebrity saying their name and then line up a whole bunch of them and just have the last one say, and you're listening to Geek Stuff TNG, and that would work too. That's I built the old I built the old IDs that way, the multiple person IDs. Go listen to the Warriors. Yeah. There's like nine people in that ID, but I just let and and because Dorsey Wright is uh, is somebody I like from more than one movie. Although technically, so is uh, what's his name, Michael Beck. I also liked him from a couple movies. So you know, like I could easily have have had. I I have in the unedited versions of all those IDs are just singular IDs, with the exception of what's happening. Because I recorded the three of them at the same time and we rehearsed it once. But that, with the exception of that, any ID from this show that you hear, I'm pretty sure, any ID that you hear from this show that has multiple people in it is multiple IDs, probably on different occasions that I have strung together. Yeah. So if we could just, I think I'm pretty sure the Warriors one is probably the biggest because I'm only missing like two key guys from the Warriors. Yeah. And I have like, and I have like background players from the Warriors in there, like like Irwin Keys, who is the bad cop from the Warriors, but he character actor. You've seen him in, in other things if you looked at any films in that era. And also um, Apache Ramos, who played, uh, who, I don't think he even had a character name. He was just one of the orphans. Or like the I don't know if he was the lead orphan, but it's one of the orphans from one of the other gang. You know, like those guys. But I'm pretty sure that's got it's most of the Warriors. I don't have James Remar. And I don't have the I don't have what's his name with the bottles. Warriors come out, come out and to play. play. Ironically, I don't have the two stars uh, from the Warriors who also appeared in 48 hours. That's what I was going to say. Where, where else have we seen that guy? Yeah. Luther. Luther. Okay. I don't have Luther and I don't have Gans from 48 Hours. Gans. Now, isn't Gans uh, the guy that's on uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? No. Wait, who's Gans? All right, now I can't Gans picture Gans is James Remar. James Remar. Right, I'm going to have to look him up. Gans well, is James Remar. I don't know the kid that played Luther. I don't remember what his name is, but he's been in a ton of shit too. He looks completely different now. A uh, hundred years later, like I guess many of them do. James Remar still looks like James Remar, but that dude that played Luther, he looks completely, di- in my opinion, he looks completely different now. Mm-hmm. Um, Luther, for, I'm going to look at Luther too. So here, here's the plan. If one of us can okay. get either Ringo Starr or Paul McCartney, then we can just play, hi, this is... Uh, hey, this know- is Paul McCartney, and you're listening to... And just fill it in. Well, no, no. Awesome. We, you know, we could probably 
hmm, I wonder if I have a resource that might have a drop from Paul McCartney. Well, no, I'm saying we need to get we need to get one of the two surviving Beatles to actually say Geek Stuff TNG, and then we can play Hi, This Is the Other Three and make it sound like we got all four Beatles to say it. See, that's the hey, point. Hey, hey, this is John Lennon. Uh, no, how did John Lennon sound? I don't know that I can do John. I can do Paul because everybody does Paul. We can get hey, Yakko cool. Warner to do Ringo Starr because that's what he's basically doing, right? Uh, yeah, kinda. Yeah, nobody does George, so that's out. <laughs> well, hello, who? this is John Lennon. No, I don't know. I have to listen to John Lennon's voice, I guess. I uh, I think everybody just does Ringo because it's so it's a hey Paul, <laughs> it's Ringo. You see, Sandwich, Paul McCartney was in a group before Wings. And... Before Wings. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Billy. Uh, th- thank you, uh, Billy Crystal. That's I right. I know where that's from. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it true Paul McCartney was in another group before Wings? I know that joke. Yeah. Classic comedy. We were talking about classic comedy and comedy being dead last week. Um, yes. Okay. Ago. So let's uh, before we jump in, uh, let's let's do the let's do the plugs, right? Uh, if you want to support this show, be sure you're following us on all the social medias over on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams. It is Geek Stuff TNG and all those places. You can interact with the show by calling the GVM line 201-730-2547. Or you can send us an email at geeksoftng at gmail.com. Or you can support the show over on Patreon. For a dollar a month, you get access to the show's private Discord where you can interact with the cast members of the show. You can actually, for $3 a month, get the early bird special and a copy of the prep sheet. So you get the show usually the day after we record. We typically record on Monday, so you usually get the show by Tuesday night. Uh, For $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get the sandwich shop and the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And for $10 a month, you get to watch the show as it happens live and direct on Instagram Live. And anything can happen. Anything can happen. You get to hear all the drops, all the times we start and stop. Every now and then, Scott's laugh top just takes a shit and the whole thing has to pause for a half hour to reboot it's great sometimes sandwich has to take a shit (laughs) what happened once didn't it one time i remember what's that during break oh there was during. i never had to like rush off in the middle of the show (laughs) guys can we put the show on hold so that i can go take a shit please (laughs) tall and tan and young and lovely what (laughs) That's 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 the on the show hold music. That's the show oh, okay. on hold. I'm like, what's it anything to do with me having to take a shit? Oh, all right, let's uh, let's jump in here. What's in the news? Let me do that again. Geek stuff. What's in the news? I mean, it's easy now. I can just hit a button. Um, does anybody care that the Lord of the Rings TV show teaser trailer is going to be part of the Super Bowl? advertisements next week yes but it's a teaser so they're not going to show anything they're going to show like you know they released posters this week too yes like they'll show like a shot of like uh what's the what's the word for like just scenery shots maybe someone will have like a ring and a sword and then lord of the rings yeah well we're we're getting an idea at least of what it might uh what it might be like do we know anything about it well, it's, it's when it is. It takes they place. showed posters, and I think it's called. What was it called? Is it like Power of the Rings? Or R- Rings of Power, like I think. Wings of Power, Power, yeah. Power Rangers. Rings. Okay. Rings. Um, 
Lord of the Rings. And do, do we don't we know that this takes place before the events of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm pretty sure it's Second Age. Yeah, it's like like a thousand years before the events of The Hobbit. Yeah. So one presumes that it either is leading to the war that is the prologue for Lord of the Rings, the movies. Um. I mean, that's what I assume it is. I assume it's the events that lead to that war, the War of the Rings, you know, like, I mean, I don't think they call it that, but, it, you know, like, I, I think that would make sense to me that, that that's what it would be. Um, and there's only, I think, with a few historical uh, notations and passages that were written by Tolkien, uh, I think most of which Peter Jackson used in Lord of the Rings, I'm pretty sure we know fairly well what happens. I mean, basically. But now they're going to be, I guess they're, what their intent is, is to flesh that out. They lost me, though, when they left New Zealand. Where would they go? I don't know. Like, I mean, they were shooting in New Zealand and then they were just like, nope, we're moving it somewhere else. And I presume... One should never presume, but I presume they've gone all Star Wars prequels and are doing everything in green screen and then going to CGI the backgrounds. Maybe, in, maybe they have their own view. Awful idea. Yeah, they're going to do it the same way the Mandalorian and, and all that is filmed, right? I mean, you know, one of the one of the complaints that I had, I really need to write this up. One of the complaints that I had about Boba Fett, especially the first episode, was that uh what did we end up what did we end up finding out it was called sky i i I think it was the view it's not the view (laughs) no i'm serious i think it's like the oh man i gotta look at this again i need to write it down the angle it's the sun and then when you hear it you're like yeah why why can't i why on earth can't i remember that the the void no the some of the v i feel like the ambush no the the something the stagecraft uh, it used to be no. called stagecraft now it's the like book, it's book, got book. a fancy name now like the volume the, huh volume the volume that's it so I'm now it's the <laughs> so i mean they could be using something like the volume i suppose that's possible but they have the volume now it's the channel well, I guess we'll have to wait and see if that's the the, the way that they decide to go. It, not it, it's it's the it. knockoff version called the loudness, and it's not as good. Yeah, like like the, the noise, <laughs> the noise, the noise. Yeah. What other tra- what other teasers or trailers are we expecting for the Super Bowl? Are we getting a Moon Knight one, or am I imagining that? I I mean, I suspect we will get a Moon Knight one, but I don't know that it will be different than the one that we already got. They might just run it during the Super Bowl. I, I saw a like, really like a trailer funny, one. I saw a really funny one. You should check out if you can find it because it's already been dropped. It's um, it's Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. It's an Amazon Alexa commercial, <laughs> and the commercial supposes that um, that Alexa can read their minds. It's really funny. I'm guessing Colin Jost probably had a hand in writing it if he didn't write it all together but it was really funny and it's really nice to see that um you know he and scarlett johansson are doing this are doing the bit so 
mm-hmm. they're doing it to well they're married and they have a kid so they, it's it's nice to see that uh um that they're doing something like that together it's pretty cool nice. sandwich stop moving around why because you keep moving and i gotta keep adjusting the shot don't adjust yeah. me I'll, I'll move back and you're all up in my face with your giant face, your giant candy jar head. We yeah, we yeah. should we should give a note of congratulations to Sandwich who has completed his schooling and is now out in the world like a real man. Thank you. He's a hero sandwich. <laughs> oh, I've ascended. I was going to go hoagie for <laughs> for all you South Jersey Philly idiots. Hoagie. We call it it a submarine sandwich out here. Sub. Yeah, just a sub sandwich. Yeah. I say sub. I wouldn't say submarine. That just is too much. Well, submarine. Yeah, well, sub is short for submarine. So you're still getting it either way. I know, but. Uh, A grinder? You have a a submarine. (laughs) Now that you're working for a living, are you you the grinder instead of the, the sandwich? I don't know. Grinder is something that I don't think that, we can discuss. It's something that he appears on, detail. but he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to do a show that has to do with geek culture, or are we just going to slay each other for an hour? Oh, I mean, it, yeah, I guess we can jump in. Did you see uh, there was some discussion that uh, it almost ha- the there was almost a crossover movie tying in the 21 Jump Street movies with the Men in Black movies? No, thankfully that didn't happen. I mean, yeah. yeah, So it would have been. It would have been. I think the MIB International, the one that had Hemsworth in it, and uh, and and Valkyrie. I can't think of her name. Tisha Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. And then and then Channing and and Jonah Hill. Right. So, but it didn't happen. But it 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 was actually uh, shockingly close to happening. Apparently, according to the article. So. And I, along with Kev, am glad it didn't happen because that would be trash. I mean, how was MIB International? Trash. Not good. Yeah. I mean, I thought twenty. I thought the first Twenty One Jump Street film was pretty good, honestly. Yes. Uh, I didn't see the second one. Though. How was the second? Twenty Two was okay. I mean, I don't know how you're you, even you say okay and then you shrug. I don't know even how you're separating the two because it's literally the same movie. <laughs> I no, mean, it is it's literally. Like, it's uh, for all intents and purposes, the jokes aren't as funny. Movie. The jokes aren't as funny to me, so right. So they did the same jokes a second time. That's why they're not funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, do we talk about Spider-Man: No Way Home getting its digital release date? Uh, no, it's the end no, of and, February, and that's and that's yeah, that got leaked, and that might not be the you know the word on the street is that might not be the actual date. Yeah. Well, I show <laughs> I show two twenty eight twenty two. But again, well, it's I'm it, just saying it's, that, that leaked. It's also weird that it's video on demand. It's not. Disney Plus because it's, it's not, not going to Disney yeah, Plus it's not going for to Disney 18 Plus. months. Jeez. It's actually going. Do you know where? Did you read the article? You know where it's going first? It's like Paramount? It's going to Stars. Stars. Uh, How much did Stars pay for that? Did Stars have the other two Spider Man movies? I have movies? no idea, but what on earth? I, I mean, Stars? I mean, how does Marvel not? marvel slash disney how do they not make that deal that yo we got to get this like in six they don't months, have the, the other three two months or hmm? they don't have the other two spider-man movies they do now since when don't they 
No, they they didn't. I have to get them on Amazon. Yeah, they're still oh, not. They're still not available. No, they'll be there eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah, whatever, but the, eventually the deal now. is, you know, they're going to end up there wherever they start out. They're definitely going to. Oh end yeah. Up there. It's just figuring out how to get it there. I think that's just Sony trying to get more money out of the deal somewhere. So like, oh, stars and, is and, where we'll have it. And yeah, it's I'm stars sure trying Sony to get has, subs, right? They're going to get some people to it, sign it, up for it. It sounds like Sony has two year or year and a half. It either has 12 or 24. Well, not 12. It either has 18 or 24 months to do with it, what it wants with regards to streaming or cable releases. And then it probably reverts to Disney and Marvel. And Sony probably still gets paid for that too. The Sony deal, you know, like it, it almost seems to me it would be worth it for Marvel to literally buy Sony, take all the Marvel shit back, and then sell Sony again. Like back to <laughs> Sony. <laughs> you know, it's like when you buy a collection of anything because it has three things in, that, in it that you want. I used to do this all the time when I bought Bits. Um, like when, you know, when I thought I was going to have an awesome three and three quarter display way back then. (laughs) So, uh, way back then. And when I was buying just tons and tons and tons of star Wars, like six months ago. No, 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 no. I'm talking before I came to Hawaii. All I know. know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm I'm just messing. I know. But all that three and three quarter stuff. Now I would go to garage sales and flea markets and all that stuff. And there would just be bags of bits, you know, just like, you know, weapons and, and, you know, like, you know, like, uh, vehicle parts and other just scenery shit. And I would just, and there would be like three guns in it that I need, but the guy's like, no, you got to buy the whole bag for like 10 bucks, you know, and I would buy it because I wanted those three guns. So, you know, and, and I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about though. Like that kind of, you know, I think they should do that kind of thing. Cause then I had the three guns and then if I didn't have any use for the other stuff, I would just sell it, sell the bag without the three guns in it. So, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of people do this when they're kit bashing toys. You know, this one character will have one. I've done this. This character will have one thing, like one weapon that you really want to have for some sort of kit bash that you're doing. And the only way for you to get this weapon is for you to uh, uh, buy that figure, pop the weapon, or a build build a figure is another great example of this because some people just want to build a figure, but but almost invariably, not all the time, but almost almost all the time, you have to buy a figure or two in a line that you have no fucking interest in whatsoever, like hologram Iron Man. No fucking it's hol- it's 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 the armor from the neck down and a clear blue head. No one has a use for that figure, but I really wanted that mr hyde mm-hmm. so i had to get that so i get that build a piece so that i could build my what i refer to as my off-brand um uh, uh what you call it my my off-brand league of extraordinary gentlemen so there you go oh so you just got all the characters but from other places i've gotten I, no i have a few i have a few of the characters but my idea is and i think i told sandwich about this yes when i was the, back there the last time was that it's just that mr hyde is so good now granted mr hyde the marvel version of mr hyde is wearing green like a green suit which at the end of the day i don't care about that much unless it so drastically takes away from whatever my display might be 
Um, you know, because a lot of those characters in that period, in that Victorian age would have had black suits and things like that. Unless it fantastically takes away, I probably would just leave it green. But I'm trying to do sort of a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen based on just sort of figures of those characters that already exist or something that's really close. So, so it's the same kind of thing. I want Mr. Hyde, so I have to buy a fucking hologram Iron Man, whatever it was. <laughs> I think there was another one in that line too that I had to get. I had no interest in. But so, so anyway, Lee the point is oh. Sony, Marvel should buy Sony, pull the shit out of it that it wants, like all this, but like, and it's some ungodly number too. Isn't it like 1,100 characters or something? It's like nine. 900? I thought it might be more. It might no, be 11. It's, it's several hundred characters that are adjacent to Spider-Man that Sony has control over. But it's only Spider-Man that Sony has control over, right? Yes. Like the, the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, but it's every one of those characters that's in part or wholly associated with Spider-Man. And that would include villains and, you know, just sort of regular character like Aunt May, you know, like, or, or you know i was about to say foggy nelson but that's not right um you know like uh uh jonah or you know just any any schlub on the street they have uh they have frog is it frog no i can't remember frogman frogman the guy the guy that marvel legends did a figure of him recently and everybody lost their mind because it was an amazing figure um i can't remember who it is but it uh that's the i can't remember the name of that group either now that i'm i'm thinking of it I'm really fried today. A uh, spider kid toad and this frog guy made up a little team of three and they appeared in a couple of books. That's one of my, that's one of my, if I could get figures of all three of those, I'd be very happy, but they got to make spider kid in order for me to do that. Now it's just, it's just frog man in his, like where you can yeah, see his eyes out of the mouth man. of the frog. That's the one yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Brilliant figure and frog and they, and we know that toad is coming because toad it toad was one of the first four marvel legends figures cap iron man hulk and toad because they had already started producing toad for the x-men line that got canceled so they just stuck him in the marvel legends line which everybody thought was hysterical and he wasn't nearly as articulated and anything else and so anyway the point is is that i need spider kid that's 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 my point and with that, we will take our first and only break. Yeah, we're almost ready for a break. I, I just wanted to throw something else out there on the subject of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, if, if at the beginning of the year, we mentioned all the stuff that was coming into the public domain in 2022. But League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is a perfect example, right? All of those characters are public domain characters that you can then do anything you want with because yep. nobody owns the as copyright. As you don't to them. call them League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? You're, you're fine. But but like, what is it? It's Alan Quartermain and was it Tom Sawyer was in the movie? I don't know who it is in the because it's a comic it, book. In the movie version, it's Tom Sawyer is in the movie version, but yeah. not in the book. And then and yeah, so you had what the Invisible Man, Mister Hyde, yeah, uh, Dracula's well, you know, daughter. You see, you, you see in the is book, it, is it daughter though, or like a wife? Daughter of who? Oh, was it Dracula's the daughter Dracula, in the movie? The, the vampire one. She had daughter. It's not his wife. Friend. It's just. It's just. Oh, the it was, one that he. One of them that he bit. Right. She was Mina. It was Mina Harkness. So Mina it was. Hartman, yeah. yeah. Um. But so so you can now add Winnie the Pooh to the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because he's passed into the public domain. 
as long as you don't do the Robin. Disney version exactly. of him, that's fine. What I actually thought was really excellent is if you read League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I think volume one in there, they go in a room in somebody's house. Oh, Nemo is another one of those, by the way. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Nemo in product today. Um, uh, if you look in, I can't remember whose house they're in. It's not Quartermain. It's whoever's bringing them together. It's been a hundred years since I read it. Um, but there's paintings of the other leagues that have already occurred. Like there's a, there was a league that contained uh, the Scarecrow of Romy Marsh, you know, and some other one of those, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like, it's effectively like what a superhero would be at that particular time you know there might have been i don't think davy crockett was in one um you know per se but these are you know it's that sort of thing which i thought was really really an interesting idea and i had always hoped that they would go back and tell some of the older league stories but scarecrow of army marsh is a great example of this is that that is owned by disney so i'm the not scarecrow familiar with Romy that character. Marsh, i think wholly is owned by disney i think who, who is that character i'm not familiar so they did a, if you look it up, they did a movie um, that they, I can't remember if they did the movie and cut it into three episodes of the wonderful world of Disney, or if it was three episodes of the wonderful world of Disney that they combined into a movie. Patrick McGowan played the, the character, the scarecrow. It's basically, it's basically like Zorro. And, but I'm pretty sure it's isn't it is it set in england or in the states i think it's the it's states well they're all english characters but i don't remember where the setting of the show is if they're like fighting against the king in is, england. It, is an english vicar thwarting king george the third yeah that could also be the u.s though that's why i'm asking i don't know yeah, yeah all i know is his his mask reminds me of a uh, borkshack a little bit yeah Right, so I've always liked that character. I remember seeing that show sometime in the eighties. It came out on VHS, and I saw and I burned through a copy of it because I just thought it was really neat. But you know, all those type of characters have always appealed to me. You know, Zorro, the Lone Ranger, all the pulp characters: Zorro, the Lone Ranger, Flash Gordon, the Phantom, the Scarecrow of Romy Marsh is probably a way lesser known one, but still an excellent one. Um, and I would think it would be interesting where those characters cross time if they had been part of uh, of the league. So who knows? Anyway, all right. Disney is Disney owns it though for sure. And every time anybody talks about doing it, they get a cease and desist letter. Like there was, there's a there's a fairly well known artist. I can't remember who it is, but I talked to him. I can't remember if he had a painting or a print of the Scarecrow of Romy Marsh. No, I think it was a painting because I'd have bought it if it was a print. Um, and I said, are you going to do something with this character, please? And he's like, yeah, I tried. I talked about doing something with it. And just talking about it publicly, he got a cease and desist. <laughs> yeah. Disney, which Disney I like, is quick. Whoa. Wow. Too uh, bad, too, because, again, I think it's a I think it's a fairly good character. And, you know, I. I certainly would like i mean it's based on novels also i mean you can get the novels there's a bunch of novels that that sort of uh inspired the show or movie or both um yeah so there you go well before we move on to disney let's uh, let's do one other casting news so david lynch is going to be acting in steven spielberg's next film 
called the Fablemans. The Feebleman? Fablemen. Fablemans. The F-A- Fablemen. Fablemans. And, like, I don't even know anything about the plot, or the. I think they announced the character that Lynch was going to be playing, but not at the time. That I, I don't have that article. I think that came out after this article. But, I mean, I, w- I just wonder if David Lynch is going to be acting like uh, his character from Twin Peaks, where he's, like, deaf and just yells really loud. Like, that's his acting style. I'll be Somehow interested to see. It. I'll be interested. Yeah, for well, but I mean, you know, again, you got Spielberg and, and Lynch working on a project together. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a movie about Steven Spielberg. Yeah, it's semi autobiographical. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I had this, the greatest Steven Spielberg. I had the greatest six pack abs ever. And I was like the hottest dude in high school all the time. <laughs> the sandwich autobiography. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Sandwich rated R. <laughs> the sandwich rated R. All right. There's let's a, let's move back. There's a movie trailer that needs to be made. Adult themes and nudity in the sand, in sandwich. It's, it's like euphoria, but with the sandwich. That Yeah. Yeah, I like Euphoria. (laughs) Do you? They're really hacking on that show really bad, but I I like it. I think it's I think it's it's fairly intense. I think it's super intense. Uh, And I feel like season two, I'm I'm not caught up, but we've been watching it. And I mean, I like the way that it just changes film styles, changes storytelling style. I mean, it just jumps all over the place with these fantasy sequences that take you out of it, and then you come back to this very grim reality right and then you go to these all these different fantasy sequences i just felt like season one the season finale of season one had like a 20 minute orchestral music montage that was so slow and horrible that i almost it almost ruined the entire first season for me because i just hated that last 20 minutes of the first season so much but then season two has been yeah it's been pretty good so i i enjoy it yeah i i think it's really good there were very different kind of show honestly with and how that zendaya she's something but how graphic the show is and then yeah zendaya is playing you know a, a drug addict and and a, and a liar and and you know and, and zendaya is the only one in the show who's not graphic true but considering how graphic the show is i just think it's interesting that she's associated with you know Spider-Man and the, the Disney producer. property, but she's associated with the Disney property and then doing something so graphic on the other side. Yeah. You don't right. see that very often, I think. No, and she's a producer of Euphoria. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a quality show. Um, anyway, uh, so back to the MCU. Uh, you're talking about the stuff that Sony owns. So I guess Dakota Johnson... Uh, is going to be Madam Web in a Spider-Man, a Sony Spider-Man spinoff. So Ma- yeah. Madam Web has like, is it time travel or I'm not exactly. She's sure. in like the web of her. Isn't she like a separate, like a separate universe she's in? Yeah. I, th- I think she can, she can so move she, like, between universes watches over the Spider-Man's. The Spider-Man's Spider-Man. Young for Madam Web. Yeah. Also, I mean, I guess they could be like, I take the form of whatever I want to is because it Madam I'm all Web, powerful. Be is it Madam Web origin story? 
Could be. I mean, probably. Spider-Man Origins, and colon, is, Madam Web. Dakota Johnson, do you think she's uh, related to Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Dakota it Johnson. Doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter what you think! I just had to get that one in there. And it's a double, it's a twofer, because you had The Rock talking about that, and he was part of the joke. So it all works really well that way. Geek stuff. Okay, sorry. Geek stuff what the hell was there. that? <laughs> that was the wrong it button. Sounded like dang stuff. <laughs> ah. It was supposed to be. It's supposed to be this button. Ha ha And I thought my jokes were bad. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Dakota Johnson. Uh, that so she was in the Fifty Shades you of Grey. Know who Dakota Johnson 50 is, of right? Yeah, okay. it's Don Johnson's. Sure. Don Johnson, Melanie Griffith. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she's so going to be in like, that. Yeah, go ahead. When I first read that, I just read it as like her being like Spider Woman. I just read it real quick. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I have to read it again. It's like, oh no, Madam Web. Like, why is she mad? Madam Web should like anyone, the original woman who played like Aunt May in Spider Man should be Madam Web. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> you know that's what I mean? The part like, that, that I'm having trouble with. That's the age appropriate version, not Dakota Johnson. And why I, isn't she Miss Web? <laughs> you know, because honestly, she doesn't look like Madam Web to me. I, well, I, I don't know. I we, we they'll really use have to wait and technology. see how it plays out. They'll do, right? they'll do the Harry Potter aging technology and age her up like sixty years. Well, in in the in the pictures in the article, it shows Madam Web as a younger woman with red hair. So I don't does it. I, I mean. That's the picture the only, that I see in the, in the article. I know is like the old woman with gray hair and like red and black dress. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I know. It maybe it works. I'm not saying it can't work. It's just not the one when you when I think of Madam Web, I think of like old mystical, like almost like Spider Witch type lady. Not like you know Spider whatever Witch. They're gonna do Spider Witch. Maybe it'll work. Maybe I'm I know? a Chinese jet pilot. I'm just a simple sandwich. I mean, yeah, I oh, do that... see I do see this character in the cartoons as like gray hair and old, but apparently there's a newer version where a oh, Marvel it... probably made her like young and hot. I mean, yeah, she look it looks like Mary Jane with a spider yeah, costume on. That, but that shouldn't be Madam Web. Madam Web's yeah. supposed to be an old woman. That should be some other spider character because we don't have enough of them. Spider spider chick. Are there more? Spider spinoffs or arrow like team that uses bow and arrows? Spider. Yeah, are, so many more spiders. Are there more spider people than flash fast quickie people? Yes. I, th- I think I think the only one I think the Spidermans and like the Green Lanterns Spider-Man. are like on par with the amount of there's for well, every Green Lantern. I would say that's Spider-Man. I would say you're you're getting there, but I ha- I have a feeling if we were to suss that out, I think Green Lanterns would probably win that one. But, but that's because they're I a whole core, right? right? There's a whole army of Green Lanterns. Yeah. But core, they've made even. so many Spider-Men. I mean, there's a core even of Green Lanterns. Yeah. And I mean, the, Spider-Man I core mean the, they haven't done yet. C-O-R-P-S. That one, core. Green Lanterns of a planet. That was cool. I like him. Yeah, like a living planet. It was a Green Lantern. Anyways, uh, Spider Man. Spider Man. Um, so, is it also in like? It's not in the into the Spider Verse movies, I guess. 
it's in a separate movie now. I think it's going to be a Madam Web movie. Madam Web movie. In the way that they've made Morbius and Venom and... Madam Web isn't a villain, though, Black I feel like. Cat She's more of like a neutral like figure. We'll see. I mean, they could just be throwing shit against the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. Maybe Madam Web will pick up and there'll be like four Madam Web movies. Yeah, could be. Who knows? Um, speaking of the the, the MCU, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio says he's not currently contracted for any more Marvel stuff. I mean, so is Andrew Garfield. That, that <laughs> is he lying? Mean shit. Andrew Garfield wasn't in wasn't in No Way Home. Up it doesn't down, mean shit that it. he's not contracted for anything else. It doesn't mean a thing because there's no. First of all, if there is a second season of Hawkeye which I don't even know if there is. There's no way he's not in it. That's number one. Number two, you know, spoiler alert, it's way past the time. Charlie Cox appearing in Spider-Man means that Daredevil is in the MCU. If Daredevil's in the MCU, Kingpin must be in the MCU. And even though he may have a contract that is signed, that doesn't mean that there isn't, maybe, maybe there's one that isn't signed yet, yeah, yeah, and therefore he's not lying when he says he's not contracted. But <laughs> he gave that no quote, and then he signed the contract. He's got the pin in his hand, the contract on his desk. He says, "I am not currently contracted for any more parts with the MCU." Yeah. And then he signed post, it. and then signed. Yeah, um, at the time. Yeah. Uh, let's move over to the Star Wars stuff. Uh, let's see. It looks like the Obi Wan series is going to span Kenobi's entire life. That's a comic series. Oh, it's a comic series. Oh, that's yeah. not Kenobi. Okay, all right. Um, and then Andor's already got a season two. Hasn't even aired yet. Yeah. How? But how? Hope it's good. Well, why? Because you think it's going to be Book of Boba Fett? I mean, I'm scared well, too. Well, listen, when we're it's Book of Mando Fett right now. <laughs> that's the only reason it's been half decent. So here's what I say. Um, I agree, a hundred percent. The last two episodes, you know, the ones without Boba Fett in them, they were the best of the season. I, yeah. I say we play the spoiler warning and talk about up to up to episode six. We can't do six. We could do five. <sighs> but by the time the episode comes out, yeah, for everyone by, else, by Friday when this already... comes out, it'll episode right. seven will air. Go ahead, play I'm, it. I'm gonna hit the spoiler. Oh, yes. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. All right, this is Book of Boba Fett all the way up to episode six. So, the Book of Mando Fett. So here, here it is the Book of Mando Fett. So here's what I I feel like: if this would have just been Mandalorian season three, the Book of Boba Fett, right? And then you know, season three focuses on Boba Fett, and they would have taken the stuff that happened in episodes five and six and spread it out over the season. Don't you think that would have been, it would have better? made more sense. They, what they should have done is they should have like had us maybe feed us this background story in like five minutes <laughs> and then just start from Mando with Boba. And then we're, we're going, we're golden. But instead we had to get a whole Boba Fett uh, attempt. Yeah. I mean, it's, it it got a little bit better with the the backstory of Boba Fett, like explaining how he got from from there to here. But I, yeah, I felt like they spent too much time on the flashbacks, and they and they made him too meek. 
yeah. compared to what we saw in the Mandalorian. And you oh, know, yeah. adding adding that uh, animal lover character trait, I just thought was kind of I, funny. I rewatched the old, uh, I say old, the Boba Fett stuff from Mandalorian season two. Completely different. I'm like, did I just miss something? Was I just so in the moment that I was like, oh, yeah, he's doing fantastic when he really wasn't. No, no I didn't. Was. He shot like 10 people in rapid succession and, and then used knee rockets and then ki- shot down. A it's not a, the, the, the shoot down stuff is great. Knee rockets, all that. That's all great. And used the backpack missile and all, all great. But the fact that he took a gaffy stick and beat the crap out of a bunch, you know, like a squad of stormtroopers is the Boba Fett. Everybody on this planet has been waiting 35 years. For, well, if you're that old, I mean, I guess Scott's been waiting, but you know, like, uh, you know, I mean, that's the Boba Fett that Boba Fett fans have waited for in the same way, in the same way that Vader from the end of Rogue One is the Vader you've waited, you know, your whole life for. It's the same thing. But then rather than taking that uh, momentum and running with it, they just dis- decided to slowly just destroy the tenants of the character. Has his helmet off all the time. I'm not saying that he needs to leave it on 100% of the time, but come on, you know. Like, and with all due respect to Tim Morrison, you, you know, like he's, he's, he's not getting any younger and this guy, I mean, it, it's the, you know, the timing again, Tatooine, right. The timing, and you know, like there's those questions I, I have come up and, you know, like, and the, it's just, it's a whole thing. And I just feel like they could have left well enough alone and, we want to know how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. That's fine. Even though it was a shitty solution, that's fine. Um, and, you know, and, and why he's been kicking around Tatooine in black robes with a gaffy stick. Although I hated those Tuscans, hated them. Okay, it's, it's a shitty, you know, sort of re-origin story, if you will. But, you know, at the end of the day, it just, there's nothing to cling on to. You know what I'm clinging on to? I hope Mando appears next week uh, as well. You know, like that's what I'm hoping. And and so my concern after episode six is the Ahsoka show going to be the same way where is, there's not enough story there or they take the story in a direction that's not as exciting and interesting as the Mandalorian and it should have just been the Ahsoka story should have just Mando should have been Mando season four. I mean, that's my concern. I mean, maybe, but I think the thrust of that show is going to be her going after Thrawn to find Ezra Bridger. Oh, wow. Thrawn, huh? That's cool. That's what I think. I think it's going to be Thrawn. I think it's going to be her. I think it's going to, it's probably going to be Mary, Mary Elizabeth. Winstead. Antonio. Nope. Winstead. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be her. I, I mean, to me, it seems like the logical choice would be to make her, um, uh, what, what's her name? The little Mando girl with the spray paint. Can't remember her name. Uh, Sabine. Sabine. It's, it, it makes sense to make her Sabine. Um, 
and and basically pick up from the end of effectively the end of rebels which is they're off looking for thrawn and 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 ezra and clearly thrawn has made it back into this end of the universe so what happened where is ezra ezra and so on and so forth i think those are the directions that that show is going to go in did they did they mention thrawn in the ahsoka episode of mando yes they did okay yes all right um okay so yeah before she beat up the woman with the spear Oh, she that's said right. Something like "Where is Thrawn?" or some yeah. shit. Okay, Where's that's right. Where's Thrawn? Okay, so and then we have to talk since we're spoiling. We have to talk about the. We have to talk about. Well, first of all, is is Cobb dead? I don't think he's dead. I I think he's dead. I think he's dead, and I, for one, am furious about that. However, if you're gonna have somebody kill him and bring them into the realistic sphere from the animated sphere. I'm okay with it being Cad Bane. Yeah. It, it, I think they did an excellent job with him. I think he looks great. I think he, you know, he, he lived up to the character so far and so on. So I'm, man, I'm all about Cad Bane. Speaking of like multiverse, right? So you've got, uh, Timothy Oliphant, and then the guy that's playing the bartender was the guy that was the bartender on, yeah, on Deadwood, right? And so you're right out of that Western and into this, you know, a stranger comes from the desert, you know? I mean, it is... Just walks out of the desert. It was such a... It just felt like a space Western. So It was so well done. Uh, yeah, and it, it would be too bad if Cobb Vanth uh, met his uh, demise at the end of episode six there. It wouldn't be so bad if they also had Timothy Oliphant playing Cad Bane. <laughs> well, if he if 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 as Cad Bane he kills Cobb Vanth, I'm fine because at least we're still getting Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, but I I would say that if if Cobb Vanth is dead, then that's the inspiration that the, the people of Freetown will need to take up arms against the syndicate, the Pike Syndicate, right? And if he's right. not dead, then the deputy that got shot will be enough to get and getting shot himself will be enough to have Cobb Vanth lead the people of Freetown against the syndicate. Cad right? Bane and the warriors of the Pike. That's the next I, just, I hope that he doesn't get killed like unceremoniously if they ever have a fight with Cad Bane, anyone else. I hope he doesn't just get like shot off screen or it's like, He's like about to kill someone slowly and then shot off screen from out of nowhere. It's the citizens. Like, I, I hope it's not like that. Hooray. Just yeah. like three amigos. I mean, but you would think that if they're setting up for a possible season two of Book of Boba Fett, right? Cad Bane can be the main villain leading the Pike Syndicate. When the, you know the return of the Pike Syndicate I mean, in yeah, season I mean, two, they right? Go that way. I mean, ho- yeah. he he can be the hope, ma- the big bad. I just hope they don't screw Cad Bane up. That's all, because so far they're nailing it. But I don't know. Just gotta wait and see, I guess. Yeah, and, and just like you said last week or the week before, man, Timothy Oliphant as a as a sheriff, he just he's perfect. He's so good. Absolutely. And with that. We will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 670. No. 
It's six sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one with no name yet. We could call it the Big Five O because tomorrow's my birthday. Uh, half a century of Scott. Ugh. There. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Take a minute. Here we go. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Warriors, come out to play. 
Erwin Keyes, the bad cop from the Warriors. Hey, this is Roger Hill from the Warriors. This is Apache Ramos from the Orphans. This is Cochise David Harris from the Warriors. This is Brian Tyler, a.k.a. Snow, from the Warriors. Hey, this is Terry Micus Vermin from the Warriors. This is Thomas G. Waits, the Fox, from the Warriors. This is Deborah Van Valkenburg from the Warriors. Hey, this is Michael Beck from the Warriors. This is Dorsey Wright from the Warriors, and you're listening to Big Cavs Geek Stuff. Can you dig it? Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Piety Productions in sunny Southern California, and Big Hafuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up. All by remote control. We recommend you hit them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get one eighteenth scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model. You'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't even tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildaction.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Do you miss doing that? How, how was Baby Yoda? Was he helping you through there? Yeah, he was good. His training has been going well. Uh, spoiler for the show. Uh, so he's gotten a little better. I've gotten a little better. Hey, hey, you know, we didn't even talk about how good CGI Mark Hamill looked. He looked more like Mark Hamill than Mark Hamill it did in the Christmas special, special, right? It does it, it does look better. I um, want to be like a dick and like nitpick it, but it was really good still. I think it definitely looks better, but I also I I mean, you can still see it is what it is, you know. But for for what for where it was at yeah. the end of Mando to where it is now. Yeah, I mean, leaps and bounds. You know why they hired that? Do- they hired that guy. Yeah, they hired the deep fake guy from YouTube. Yeah, they hired the they hired the deep fake guy. You know, not and, that uh, tough. I'm I'm very anxiously awaiting the decision that Young Grogu will make. Uh, going forward. Although I feel like Mando is gonna, I have I have theories, but this isn't theory talk now. Now this is product talk. 
Hey, Geek Stuff TNG Theory Talk. Geek Stuff Theory Talk NG. I don't know. Um, but we're doing this. Geek Stuff Product Reviews. Oh, what about what about theories and guesses? Theories and apostrophe guesses. Hey, that's pretty good. TNG. Maybe that's what it that's stood for what all it stands along. for, though. Write that down, Scott. Put that on the list. <laughs> so we can develop that into a thing. I'm, I'm writing it down. Sandwich, did you know that Scott and I have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes on future projects? I believe it only because I've gotten texts of, Scott, write this down. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We're gonna no, it's just, it's just funny. Things. It's you know just... that? You know the big thing? You know that thing? Oh, the thing? You know the thing? Yeah. That's going to be soon, I think. Actually? I think so. I mean, I support it. I'm putting sort of the, you know, I'm kind of putting the, you know, sort of the idea together, if you will, like, and and how it would work. You and I need to talk about that offline because I think you have a bit more experience in doing it in the way we're going to do it. The logistics. I can say it's it's going to be a little different but I, I can help as best I can. It'll be fun. You'll see. It'll be fine. Okay. It'll be a lot of fun and it will be fine. Okay. And I think if we haven't already done it, I think Scott is going to grab that, that URL, that dog out of there. I tell you about that dog. <laughs> oh, look, there's Get a little puppy house in you. on screen. For those of you watching on the Instagram live for our Patreons, you get to see what's the dog's name. Bruno. Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. He took there a are nap. other things we're not allowed to talk about either <laughs> that are in the house. Just saying. Why don't, he's, she's not here anymore. What? Yeah, she moved back like a month ago. Oh, man. If you start yelling, I swear to God, I'll kick you out. I swear to God. Well, <laughs> I'll do it. I hear it. You want to go outside? You want to leave the room? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All let's right. leave the room. Let's go. It's okay. Do I need to put the show on hold? Anyway, the point is we're going to move on. Did, did you did you go. play the product Keep thing? Running. Go. Yeah. Faster. Run. <laughs> Should I back that up and start over from no. product? No? All right. We'll just leave it in. Uh-oh. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, let's do. Yeah, I did the product. So so let me let me talk about the minor things before you jump over to what you wanted to talk about. Um did you see the Mortal Kombat 11 spawn bloody Joker from um, from McFarland Toys? I know you're a Joker guy, Kev. Scott. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, no, I've seen it in the unit. <laughs> no, uh-uh, not this one. You've seen the regular version, the bloody uh, one. I think just just posted. So, is that I've the same one of them in the unit? It's the same one with blood splatter on it. Yeah, there's nothing different about it. Oh, it's just it's just blood splatter added to the one you already have. Okay. All right, yeah. and then uh, yeah, did, three of them already on order. So, so Kev, yeah, I don't though. I don't have three of them on order. You jerk. Tell me about See, Super Seven, Kev. What would you like to know? Well, I mean, they seem to be putting out some interesting things. Brian, like- Brian over at Super, he's the head of Super Seven over there. Brian is a genius. Brian is a genius and he has tapped into the zeitgeist of sort of your generation scott mm-hmm. you know people who people who were like late teens in the early 80s right 
you know, like those people. Like your I wouldn't people. say late teens in the early 80s. Late teens. Yeah, 18, 19, and 1981, 82, around <laughs> there. He has tapped into that zeitgeist and he is killing it um they now own for sure we know they own silverhawks and i don't mean they're making silverhawks i mean they own silverhawks they own the license they own the character they own the whole thing they're doing it they're supposedly according to rumor they're developing a new animated series i mean it's a whole thing um but they just keep they just keep putting out lines. Now, we haven't talked about them, I think, since Silverhawks. But since then, they've put out an Animaniacs line, which was Yakko, Wacko. And, and this is their Ultimates line, we should say, because they also do the reaction. Oh, figures, is, is which, Super 7 were the reaction figures, those ones that were meant to look retro and kind of they, they yeah. were... They looked cheap they were on purpose. originally doing it, and then Funko bought it for like a year or something, and then they were like, "No, we don't want to do this anymore," and so they stopped. Um, and and Super Seven started again. Um, I'm I'm not a I'm I'm a fan only in the sense that, from a nostalgia point of view, if they do characters that I enjoy, like Snake Plissken, or the Rocketeer. You know, things that are in my wheelhouse, yes, I'll pick them up. But by and large, I don't follow 5POA. I don't follow, I don't really dig the whole retro thing. They're doing retro G.I. Joe now, like 5POA G.I. Joe, which G.I. Joe never was. G.I. Joe was never 5POA. They were they were O-ring figures, so they had more articulation than Star Wars did in the same time period. Um. So, I mean, and they have a a bunch of licenses that they're doing like that, but they keep making these amazing announcements and putting out these and taking these amazing pre-orders. Animaniacs, Yakko Wacko Dot, Pinky in the Brain, that's wave one. These are the people also who are doing the Disney figures that we've talked about, Robin Hood, and you can then change him into the stork. Uh, They did Prince John and also Hiss. Uh, they did, did they do Mickey from Fantasia? I think also maybe, um, anyway, the point is, is that, uh, they just keep churning out these amazing, they're doing, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Ultimates. So basically what that line is, is it's basically an ultimate version of the Playmates character from the eighties. So you remember the Ninja Turtle toys when you were a kid? Well, they're now putting out sort of an ultimate articulated all kinds of gear versions of those as well. They're also the ones doing the Thundercats, same idea. It's an ultimate version of these characters. Um, They're doing the Thunder Tank in scale with seven inch, six inch figures. That's East Coast Scott trying to call me up. (laughs) Can't, Can't do it, East Coast Scott. Doesn't he know we recorded this time? I guess he doesn't. So, um... Anyway, so yeah, um, that's basically Super 7. Now, they've just announced Bruce Lee, and they put two figures up for pre-order. I have to be honest. I'm a Bruce Lee fan, but I didn't like either one of these figures. Not for any particular reason. I just think at this point, so many people have put out Bruce Lee. And I think some of the other Bruce Lee, you know, that have been done by other people to me seem like they might be a little bit better than these, although you're not going to beat them 
super seven in certain aspects but i just i wasn't a fan and they've been doing teases also they've teased a bunch of new licenses and things as well so that's super seven pretty much yeah so i just wanted to say i'm looking at their website apparently they have a shop uh just down the road from me in san diego so i may have to go down there and see that um and because the two things that popped up kind of in my feed i'm on my in my i don't know wheelhouse or whatever uh there's a uh cliff uh, Burton from Metallica reaction mm-hmm. figure and um and then the Roger Rabbit you know Roger and Jessica that and just, the yeah, judge they just hit yeah so I just I mean again they're just they're 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 actual it's Robert it, it's 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 um it's uh Roger Jessica the judge and I think two weasels mm-hmm. I think is the first line yeah all reaction yeah yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I, I, you know, like I said, I mean, they pick up some obscure licenses. They're not Funko, you know, like they don't have this massive trove of licenses or anything, but they keep ticking along doing those things. So. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I was just scrolling through and there are so many of those reaction. Fig- I mean, you could go broke just picking those up for stuff that you like. I mean, because they have so many of them. I think they're trying to do the reaction what sort of what funko did with pops i could see it i mean i've got the whole set of the firefly crew right in those reaction figures and and i had to like look hard for the last couple like you know i had like three and i'm like well i got to get the other ones and i had to look real hard to get them so i I mean again it's just like a funko pop honestly almost i I don't know maybe it's the nostalgia of the five point uh, three and three quarter figure right but like i like that more than a pop um if i was gonna I start I, from scratch i just i mean if it's a character that's really like solidly in my wheelhouse like snake plissken is probably the best example of this i don't care what form he takes i'm gonna get him right yeah if they did um if they did scott pilgrim uh reaction i would buy those but because the only scott pilgrim figures that I'm aware of based on the movie, I should say, because there are some comic ones and minis floating around, but the ones based on the movie, the only people that ever did anything with it was Funko was pops. So I have all, if not all, I have most of those. So there's a couple uh, in the West coast archive, a couple of Scott Pilgrim Funko figures. Yes, that could, that could be, that is possible. Yes, that is possible. Um, Yeah. And like for sandwich, you know, it would be like the green uh, ranger. You know, if they did a, I think they did do reaction. Yeah, there was Power Rangers and Rangers. Ninja Turtles and, it, right? and and Voltron. And yeah, there was a, just like I, said, I was just scrolling and I'm like, man, there's so many opportunities here. But, you know, again, they don't they, they can't do six inch on everything. So they can't do ultimates on everything unless they have a shared unless they somehow get a shared license. And let me tell you a great example of that again will be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because you have super seven doing it in six inch but you also have um neca also does teenage mutant ninja turtles in in six inch 112 scale so you know i mean there there are you know the way that they write these licenses allows for super i mean i think the license basically probably reads something along the lines of in for ninja turtles for super seven it's like well, you can make sort of these ultimate articulated versions of the toys from the 80s where NECA and um, um, 
where NECA's license may, I'm, I know they have for sure the movie license. I know for sure they have the comic book license. And I know for sure they have the, uh, uh, I think they have the right either to remake the Playmates figures exactly as they were, or to continue the line, meaning doing additional characters that never got done. They have um, like an animated style line, I think also, where they're allowed to do characters as they appeared in the animation, but in the animated style, if that makes sense. So it, there is a way to carve up licenses in order to have multiple companies doing it. I mean, Ninja Turtles right now is through the roof. When you have two or three companies that are doing Ninja Turtle toys, I mean, a hundred years later, Scott, do you, you remember when Ninja Turtles came out? What was it like being in college and <laughs> and experiencing the Ninja Turtles for the first time? So two things. One, I'm older than Ninja Turtles. I wasn't in college, but they were never in my wheelhouse. So I feel like I was a little too old. Like Ninja, so like the cutoff for cartoons for me was like the G.I. Joe Real American Hero when that cartoon was on. So that's probably 85, 86. So that's when, is that when your parents were like, come on, you're 22, enough with the cartoon. I'm not that old. I was going to high school. But so uh, what I remember is, you know, I was all into the Star Wars figures, right? You know, 78 and, and so on. And um, my neighbor, who was like two years younger than me, he was he had the G.I. Joe stuff. So he had like the G.I. Joe, he, he got the, the aircraft carrier. It was like literally six feet long, right? Uh, and so, like, I'm like, wow, that's a really cool toy, but I was too old to have those kind of toys at that point. So, G.I. Joe was where I st- I did not right. have G.I. Joe figures. I, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. And so, at so I 22, think, yeah. if you have the USS flag, you know, I, back then, back then anyway, right. I mean, that might denote that you have, like, some serious problems. Right. And so, so I think Ninja Turtles, I feel like they became... Like, I, I didn't become aware of the Ninja Turtles until much later, but I feel like they were after, like, G.I. Joe in the timeline. Am I, am I right about that? I don't know when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I was never really into the, the Ninja Turtles. I know, again, they're a big deal pop culture-wise and, and in the geek universe, but the Ninja Turtles were never one of my, they weren't in my wheelhouse at all. Well, not to belabor the point, but Super 7 is a company that you need to keep your eye on. And you need to keep your eye on, especially if they start doing, like, things in your wheelhouse or licenses that you enjoy like everybody that listens to the show knows that i love the silver the silver hawks is my cartoon from that era that i really liked i never liked the thundercats i never liked uh uh he-man i never like you know like the uh, transformers i never liked transformers i never liked mask i never you know the only one of those shows that i even remotely enjoyed at that time was silver hawks and thankfully they have not only the license for Silverhawks, but they own outright Silverhawks. So we're going to be getting a lot of Silverhawks from them. So that's really great. Um, Mr. Sandwich, comment, Super 7. Have they have they hit something in your wheelhouse? I, I Thinking about what you've been saying, I mean, not really. I mean, my, my wheelhouses are still limited beyond Power Rangers, honestly. Um, I, th- I mean, the, the older cartoons are cool. Are we waiting for it doesn't matter what I think at this point? Because I feel like we're just staring at me waiting for it. <laughs> nope. To... This isn't even a bit. I'm actually, we're actually really interested in your opinion. No, like it, I, I. It's the... D&D. But no. It's a lie. <laughs> I mean, there's no um, D&D product, is there? 
No, not, not yet. Because I got it. It's that time of the night. But, you know, we don't have to. I mean, I, I got yeah, it ready. We, we it's got, in the hopper. Next month. Next, next month, month we do it. Okay. Um, is that is that, by the way, just to preview that, is that Monsters of the Multiverse? No, next month. So, there. I mean, I, I guess you want to run the bit. There's a product we could talk about if you want to run the thing. Or, <laughs> or we could just wait for the actual, like, it. I could do either or. We, no, no, no. Let's stay on toys. Let's just let's just let's stay on let's stay on toys. But so I I I, I wanted to actually ask you about this on the show because yes. I thought it was another one of those sort of reflections of uh, pop culture spilling over into D and D in the same way that like uh, uh, what's what's that? It's not roll for it. Everyone should check out roll for it. Because Roll For It is an excellent show done by the executive producer of this program, One OG. There, I did, I did, I promoted it. It's, it's not, it's not the Roll For It. Critical Role? Critical Role. So, in the sense that Critical Role kind of crossed over, Magic crossed over with D&D, crossed over. And now there's a book, I saw there's a book coming out called, I think it's called Monsters of the Multiverse. Yes. That, so that's coming out i don't know exactly i don't know if they have a release date for it because the, the next book coming out is actually speaking of critical role a critical role campaign book that yes. comes out some point in march mm-hmm. and um, i actually uh uh and i actually haven't watched the cartoon yet but that is dropped now. is that out so yeah that i was gonna say that it's uh what's it called shoot i um it's on Prime. Vox Machina. Yes, and Legends of Vox Machina, or something like that. So, so we need to get uh, we need to get executive producer uh, OG on the show to talk about Vox executive Machina OG and the Wheel of Time. Now, he's now three items deep into be, needing to be on this show. Critical Role toys, Critical Role cartoon, and Wheel of Time yes. TV show. That's it. So <laughs> let let's have a. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna send sandwich into the executive producer's office and have him ask. Uh, sure, because we'd never want to see sandwich again. Because <laughs> you know he and sandwich they don't get on. Yeah. So that's whatever happened to sandwich? Well, we sent him to the office, and uh, it's been six months since that. Excuse me, Mister OG. Uh, we were wondering if you could be on the show. Uh, we wanted to get you out there. Is that, and is, the, is that a gun? <laughs> <laughs> It's no, it's Vera. He's got Vera in there. He's dressed in J- as Jane Cobb. He's got his working Vera replica, and uh, and Sandwich was never seen again. Me, me and OG have been working to patch our relationship because even though he has been nothing but a <laughs> deadbeat father to us, um, great producer, uh, he is a wonderful guy, and wow. he's done a lot for this program. And <laughs> you are going to listen such... and hear it. You're in such trouble. I don't even know what to do. You're in such trouble. I can't even fathom what's going to happen when he makes his way on this program again. In six months. You don't know. Could be six weeks. Could be six days. You don't know. But I'd watch my back. In all seriousness, um, yeah, Critical Role is definitely something that I feel like kind of transcended D&D and like nerddom. Well, yes, yes, but but the point I was making was that this is now the multiverse is uh, now this pop culture phenomenon in everything. Yeah, everything in the right? multiverse. So we have the multiverse in Marvel. 
we're, we're about to have the multiverse in DC as soon as that shitty Flash movie comes out. Yeah. So like we we got a lot of multiverse happening, and I just I found it hysterical that we have a D and D book, Monsters of the Multiverse. I'm dying to know what that what that's going to mean. Like what mm-hmm. is what does it mean that monsters are crossing over from other settings? Because that sort of plays into my overall view of D and D. Yeah, but more on that, but more on that to come. Uh, but I just think that I just thought that was really funny. I actually think I'm glad this came up because I wanted to ask you about that. I think it's just going to be like uh, basically like a condensed bestiary of like just trying to get everything like into one where it's like because there have been monsters they made for like campaigns right for like that would be awesome. So I think it's now just going to be like a condensed bestiary as best they can. I don't think it'll fit everything in it because. That, that would be, be if like, they if they if all they did if all they did yes. was put out a book where they reprinted and expanded if you will on on creatures that that they put into uh, into like campaign books that don't exist anywhere like so if I want that particular creature I got to go find that information in that exactly. particular book that kind of thing if mm-hmm. they do uh, if they if they've done that, that'd be amazing. Oh yeah. Like I don't think they need to reprint like like Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons. It's all about new dragons. I don't think we need to put that in a book. No, but I you think have you know like settings that have like, like Descent to Avernus, Rhyme yeah. of the Frost Maiden. Right. Um, I think Ghost of Salt Marsh had some unique monsters. That kind of stuff would be fantastic in one just Agreed. book for I don't, DMs to use. I'm gonna now I don't have to just look up. Oh, I, well, I guess, okay, but let's say you've got all those books on your shelf. Are you going to then yes. go pay 50 bucks for a book with the monsters from the books that you already have on your shelf just so it's in yes, one volume? Yes, I'll explain why. I will explain why I would use it. Because as a DM, if I want to easily look up a monster, it'll be easier for me if I want to like mix and match things. If like I want to pull a monster from this setting and pull a monster over here to have one book instead of, all right, let me find my book. Not that it wouldn't be hard for me. It's like five feet away from me, but... You know, it makes it easier for the DM to like, okay, what do I want? I want this. What do I want? I want this. Okay. In one place. I I have a I have a, a an addition to make to that, which is I also think that um if you'll recall, Scott, what I said was reprint and expand. So if the little paragraph you know, or two that you got with the description of the monster under his stats um, in the in the campaign setting book uh, was all you got, you know, maybe maybe a picture, maybe you're going to get a bunch more pictures, maybe you're going to get more information, maybe you're going to get, you know, if they expand on what they already printed, then I think it's worthwhile because that that expansion um, could have a lot to do with increasing the value it certainly increases the value of the book, but it also increases the value of the creatures uh, within in terms of storytelling. So, Yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm thinking is, <clears throat> would a better tool for you, the DM, Dom, be uh, like a, an, an electronic version where as the new monsters come out, they just keep getting added to it, right? It's like, oh, yeah. man, I'm surprised they yeah. don't have it. A yeah, subscription it's called, it's service. Called- yeah, it's called D and D Beyond. They do have it, right? But you you still have to buy individual books with D and D Beyond, right? Like you don't automatically you have, have the book. access. 
you have access to a, a trove of things, but there are some things you have no access to. Like, let's take the most obvious one, drow. You have to buy drow in order to be able to play a drow on D&D Beyond, which is stupid. Yeah. I'm just thinking that in this world where everything is a subscription service, you could subscribe to the monster manual and then you would just always have whatever new monsters I mean, I, come out I, I they're agree. there but you're paying 10 a bucks a month for way it. to go but i think they also probably think that means less book sales true you know what it is for me too i feel like it's easier for me to like fully see and comprehend things when it's in like a page like something about like having to have like 50 tabs open on my computer to be like all right this monster and this monster and this monster like I, I like it better when I have like my three books with me. It just, I feel like it kind of is still the essence of D and D in that way. Yeah, we've now used the glorious internet, praise be to the, um, to make DMing easier. But part of DMing is also like you got to do some book reading, you got to flip some pages, write some stuff down. I'm and I I'm, enjoy. I'm that. with you a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm with you on that, and because of my tactile nature, uh, I like having the books also. But I'll be honest, the last time I played or ran anything, I ran it completely off. I had the books there and available, but I ran it completely off of my laptop. But there are reasons that I did that, which which we'll get into very soon. Not now. Hold that thought. <laughs> Coming soon. All right, let's, let's do the outro. It's D&D. Warriors that terrify. It's D&D. And then talk about Mesco. Oh, go ahead. Did you know, I, I, I didn't know this. And, and uh, uh, you know what? I'll save it for the goodnight. Okay. There we go. I, for, I forgot something. I should have mentioned it, but All right. I will. So, Good night. So do Mesco. So Mesco has really been uh, coming out of the gate strong. And I know Mez must be a fan of the character Nemo. Captain Nemo, because Mezco a very long time ago did six just random like Mezco designed six inch figures of Captain Nemo. Do you remember those? Either you remember those? Mm -mm. Sandwich, you probably don't remember those. I remember the official one that came out official a couple months ago. Was it Captain Nemo? Not one twelve. Not one twelve. I'm talking like a decade ago. Yeah, he did no. a regular six inch, like think Marvel Legends, but oh, Captain, okay. yeah, he did two of them, in fact. And um, I thought they were amazing. And I'm about 95% sure that I still have those toys because I thought they were fantastic. Um, and they had a lot of little uh, like accessories and things. And it was just like <laughs> Mez's take on Nemo. Well, Mez uh, of Mezco has now gone back and revisited his love of Captain Nemo, one supposes. And what he's done is he's done, or they have done, they've now done it for 112. So, right. And as Sandwich said, I'm, I'm thinking some, something along the lines of a few months ago, like maybe three months ago, maybe somewhere around there, they, they listed for sale the the 112 captain nemo and it basically looks exactly like the one the marvel legends style one that they did a hundred years ago 
you know, and I'm sure if you look it up, you'll see, you'll see them. Um, and they're, I just think that they're great. I think the design is great. I always have. And so I ordered the 112 and, you know, it comes with a whole bunch of stuff. Well, to my shock and delight several days ago at this point, um, maybe it's a week ago even because I, it might've even happened before the last episode of TNG, but, um, up for sale without any notice that I'm aware of. I happen to be poking around one night, uh, late one night here, this time zone, Hawaii time zone. And I happened to go over to the Mezco site to look for something. I don't remember what. And I saw right as I was getting there, the Nemo crew builder mm -hmm. dropped. Do you see that? Scott, I do see that. that. Is it the rumble something or other? Yeah. The rumble society. Rumble society. Yeah. You get like four. Yeah. yeah. But that's a so it's actually it's actually not four. I think it's two. It's two bodies, two four bodies, heads, four heads, four heads, and Brian. thirty accessories. I mean, that's so. Yeah, you can just and and they're kind of really sort of it's it's this uh, sort of steampunky version of of Captain Nemo, which I think is appropriate because he's the right era for that kind of treatment and the same thing with sort of the crew guys as well like they have some parts you know like there's a peg leg with some things and uh i just thought it was really i thought that was really really a great idea to give him some crew members um i, I kind of hate the fact that it's only two bodies and four heads because i'd like to get a hold of some other bodies you know Mm -hmm. talking about and, like you said at the beginning of the episode right where you just buy what you need and you sell the rest but this is the opposite you need extra bodies <laughs> to go with those yeah, extra heads I mean, right and extra suits and and the whole thing right because i mean really you need two sets in order to get one of each guy right and then, basically you, and then you'd you still have extra heads and you still have the extra heads yeah and so um yeah so that was um so so those are really really interesting and then Right around, right after, I think, shortly thereafter, I think, they did an interesting thing also, which is they put out another Conan, like Conan the Destroyer, not the movie, not the movie version, but like Conan the Destroyer uh, 112, which is basically their second Conan figure, which is slightly different than the other one, and that's all well and good, but that's not the story. The story is they also dropped right around the same time period. They dropped the barbarian. What's it called? The barbarian expansion kit. Yes. Mm -hmm. I see it. It's called slugfest barbarian booster kit. Yeah. And so the barbarian booster kit gives you two extra heads, a bunch of weapons, like a big black cloak and like a tunic or and something. some blood splatter. And a yeah, it looks like, is that like a spine? It looks like a bloody spine. It, it might be it might be a spot or it's a weapon with blood coming off of it or something i don't know something and i thought you know what i oh and then lastly um they released nemo's and again this was released in the past as well it's nemo's like little stingray glider think like hoblin uh, think like a green goblin glider but like a stingray you know like his they released like his stingray glider do you see that one? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's another it's a great design. It really is a great design. And so I was really happy obviously for a lot of reasons. I was really happy to see that they did that as well. But then I thought to myself, you know, I think where Mezco is running in running short here is that 
is that they don't have sort of just regular available bodies. I mean, you got to buy, like, I want to build out that Nemo crew, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I want to build out that Nemo crew. And let's say my idea is to use the two heads from the barbarian kit, which I think will work perfectly fine. Um, but I don't have any, I don't have any uh, uh, Nautilus crew bodies or not even plane bodies over which I can create Nautilus crew members. So I'm wondering why the, and the same thing with the barbarian accessory kit. So what do you have to do? You have to buy like, you have to buy like three Conans in order to be able to use the parts for the Conan. Yeah, I get it. I get the idea is to sell more Conans, but you know what? At the end of the day, what about putting out, what about putting out just sort of a plain body with plain clothes? Or what about putting out a Nautilus crew body just by itself for 40 50 bucks which i'm sure everybody would buy i mean yeah that's the question it are so like so these heads that go on the conan body are they would they fit on the nautilus crew body i mean like are all these interchangeable 112 is fully interchangeable yeah so so, i mean if you you just man's head on the body yeah you you can just make some bodies and make some outfits and then they could i mean yeah i think that that would sell I think it would sell tremendously. And it, it wouldn't would, detract honestly, from, from the main. I mean, I guess yeah. if right now you have to buy the big ticket person right. to get a second body. But if they if they had a slightly lower price point just for the plain bodies, I bet they would sell a lot of them. And I'm wondering if they're even considering going in that direction based on that. And, and here's why. Because I just, if I were able to get, you know, if they were, if they were to keep, pumping out these sort of rando heads i would continue to buy the heads if i could get the bodies to go with them and why (laughs) because i would build out a nemo crew of like 20 dudes (laughs) if i could mix and match them enough to make it interesting looking to put 20 dudes behind nemo would be a fantastic display that'd be a great display kev it would and that's my point my point is is that not only not only are they making it impossible for you to do that, and I'm not saying you know that that necessarily is part of their business model, making me happy. But the point is, is that even the two packs have already gone to wait list. Oh wow! So, yeah. Episode six sixty nine. Sell me some bodies. <laughs> no. Um, but the point, I mean, I, I, I wonder that now, you know, now there are other companies that do similar things like um, Boss Fight Studios and Boss Fight Studios has a full range of blanks that they sell. Okay. So full you can range. get, you can get 12, 12 inch bodies from Boss Fight Studios. I mean, no, three and three quarter. Inch. Oh, okay. But that's what I'm saying is, is there a market now for somebody to make a generic body that these heads fit on? On 112, yeah, yeah, and people are making them. But, you know, the, the problem with just having a 112 body like that, and, and a 112 body is also Marvel Legends. So the problem is, if you have a 112-style figure in the sense of it's got the real clothing and it's got all these intricate and very decorated accessories, are you going to then pop ahead onto a... Uh, Marvel Legends body in order to crew him up with this, it's going to look ridiculous. And that's my point. My point is, you know, again, I know that 
for me, I need like non-exaggeration. I need like two more of those, those crew kits because there's four heads and the two barbarian heads is six dudes, which means you need six bodies, which means I need three kits. And I mean, granted, even if you were just doing the four bodies, four kits, I mean, two kits, four bodies. I mean, I, I get it. I kind of like that idea. But the fact is, is there's there's a way to keep growing that idea outward. But it needs to have some sort of generic quality in order to be able to build it in the way that in the way that Hasbro has finally caught on and started doing generic troopers just in a plain white box for real marvel legends uh like hydra troopers or like aim troopers or whatever and they're whatever they are 16 bucks 18 bucks whatever it is and they sell really well and they've started doing that now with star wars three and three quarter as well where they're doing the stormtrooper box now of course because it's star wars they completely fuck it up um by putting you know, like sergeants in the box or like lieutenants in the box, because then you get the two, you know, generic, just plain troopers. And you also get a sergeant and another rank. And so then when you buy 10 of those boxes, you have 10 sergeants and who the fuck has he used for those? So once again, Hasbro Star Wars, not fucking getting it. Um, Hasbro Marvel, totally getting it. Uh, Mezco, on the precipice of being able, I think, to really support 112 sort of customization and building, which really is happening sort of everywhere. Everyone is customizing Mezco 112s, but I think Mezco is the one missing out on the opportunity, especially in this case where, you know, if you want to build out that nice crew, you know, even the like, even the six people and, and, and the orders you know, uh, pre-sell out so quickly that you can't get any more kits. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Well, hey, let's let's ask Mez. Hold on. Hey, this is Mez, founder of Mezco Toys, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Just wanted to get get him in there since we already did the uh, the warrior spot at the middle of the show. I figured we would get Mez in there we since get, we've been we, talking about him. We got to repack. Did you repackage? Are you repackaging these for TNG, or have you just been ignoring it? Uh, no, I usually put the. And this uh, is why you're unpaid. No, no, I put I the one in the middle has a package around it. That one didn't because I just wanted to drop it in. Does it have a package around it from the voice? Yeah, the one the the one at the break does now. Yes, sweet sweet are you mixing it up so it's not the same one over and over uh how to do a bunch are you telling the producer how to produce yeah he is what are you telling the producer how to produce or did you let him produce oh oh i'm sorry let him do what he's unpaid for oh i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) let him do what he's unpaid for i like that hey you know what else i got i'm sorry can i not have opinions on on the program that i've been on for 38 years (laughs) your name's not at the front of it anymore you just be the talent, What's and that? I'll be the producer. All right. I didn't stutter. Your name's out the front of it anymore. This is everyone's show. Wow. <laughs> no, I did. I took. I, I did listen. I do listen to you, Kev. Listen to this. Put on his adult pants. 
Hold on. Gave him a job. Hold on, look, listen. That's wrap-up music, too. Yeah, you you asked for it, I got it. So now we can have jazzy wrap-up music as we bring this episode to a close. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in Jonathan Schwartz style. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Go ahead. Hey, this has been Geek Stuff TNG. Episode 669. On a Monday. 2022 and we're wrapping up (laughs) yeah you can take it from there i'll take it from there all right let's do (laughs) let's do the plugs hey we appreciate you listening to this wonderful episode 669 of geek stuff you can find us on uh follow the social medias right geek stuff tng on all the places facebook's twitter's instagram um support the show on patreon dollar a month you can uh, talk to us over in the Discord server. Be sure to at mention Kev if you want to talk to him. Uh, $3 a month gets you the early bird special. So as soon as we finish recording the show, uh, try to get it right out there. That's usually Tuesdays uh, for $5 a month. It is the bonus round where you get the sandwich shops and the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, where his name is at the front of the show. Uh, and then... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then for $10 a month, you get to watch us do all of this stuff live, hear the drops coming in, and the jazzy wrap-up music you can uh, find your unpaid producer at pi day scott on the twitters and the instagrams what about our unpaid associate you can find me on instagram at fat dumbledore f-a-t-d-o-m-b-l-e-d-o-r-e you know where you can't find him that's why i didn't say it on xbox one on xbox nation playing Fortnite with me even though he's promised me for a month We'll play this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. Sure. What do you free man with the job? When are you free this week? We'll figure it out. Right now. Turn it on. I, I can't. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. You can't just you can just bring it on me like that. Sure I can. Because I know the answer is gonna be no no matter what. So I can spring well, it. I'll, I'll 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 schedule you. Well, you'll find me playing Fortnite at the least on the xbox network under big kev gs and it's bk geek stuff everywhere else including our new venture home can't announce that one yet because scott didn't buy the webs uh, didn't buy the, uh, the url url thank you yeah so what do we got on the list we got uh we got t and flea and we got theories and Guesses and guesses. All right. Theories and guesses. All right. T and flea and theories and guesses. All right. We got it. T and flea. T and flea. Yeah. Do we have a title for this uh, for this thing? Yeah. Half a century of Scott. All right. Cool. <laughs> Are we just going to wrap it up then? With that? Yes. And we'll wrap it up. Oh, by what did you sandwich. forget saying? What did you oh. forget? Did you forget what? something, or was you, it me? You said no, that you forgot something. You said you forgot something for the end of the show. Of the show. I thought you said you was okay, Spider. I thought you you said you was okay, Spider. I know. I thought you. I thought you had a drink. What am I in your pain no mind list? No, I thought you said there was something you wanted to say at the end of the show. Sandwich actually um, was supposed to sing "Happy Birthday" to you at the end of the show, a la Marilyn Monroe. So. <laughs> 
We're just going to wait <laughs> while Sandwich goes ahead and does that. Go ahead, Sandwich. Anytime you want to start. <laughs> Got to turn down that jazzy music. It'll turn them off. It'll not turn them off. It'll turn uh, them off. It'll throw me off. off. Speaking there of turnoffs, go. go ahead and sing, Sandwich. Yeah, no. <laughs> really? You won't even sing happy birthday to your friend? You've known him longer. That's a sh- Do I? You've met him. Have I met him? No. One time. You just forgot. He he claims that's true. I think he met somebody like me, but someone me. also what slightly large. No, Kevin. no. I have not, I have never met Big Kevin in person. I've only See? met Sandwich See? and OG. Never. And I've even met Uncle Sandwich Uri. hung out with Sandwich and will Sandwich sing happy birthday to him? No. Well, I'm not doing the full Marilyn. <laughs> okay, do a half Marilyn. I can't. Can you even half Marilyn if you don't do full Marilyn? <laughs> you don't want to sing to him. That's Happy fine. birthday, producer. We love you. You do most of the work on the show. We appreciate you. Thank you. It doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> you know, back <laughs> in my day, when I was 22 in the 80s, according to Big Kev. Don't worry. It'll slowly get pushed back by the time. By the time we do a thousand episodes, you'll have been twenty-two. In <laughs> by the time we do a thousand episodes, at least one person on this program will be dead. Oh my God. I'll be a father, and there'll be sandwich and and the six inch <laughs> sandwich and the tiny hoagie, the finger sandwich, finger sandwich. And we mean a I bunch don't of finger talk like that. I don't want to hear talk like that. I done told you about talk like that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, is that it? Is it my and with go? that, folks? <laughs> and with that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode six sixty nine, the one we're calling "Half a Century of Scott," to a close. The way we end some shows by saying, "Good night, Mark Tyke, wherever you are." And on that note, we cue the music. Everything inside.
that everywhere you look today there's misery and greed. I guess you know the earth is going to crash into the sun, but that's no reason why we shouldn't have a little fun. So if you think it's scary, if it's more than you can take, just blow out the candles and have a piece of cake. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And a pinch to grow an inch. All right. Hey. All right. Good job, guys. Let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.